Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. I'm delighted to speak to Marlene Bethlehem, my colleague and former president of the Jewish Board of Deputies, as well as a commissioner at the CRL Commission, about the very sad passing of Robertson Ann Harris. Marlene, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Cerise, and thank you for having me. Marlene, the board issued a tribute to Marlene in which they said she was described as an iconic figure in the Jewish community, one whose wisdom, energy, and abilities went hand-in-hand with unswerving integrity and the highest ethical values, which is a beautiful way to... Beautifully put. Um, Marlene, she was, of course, a very close friend of yours. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your relationship with her? Yes, thank you, Sharice. I certainly would. Um, I met Anne and late Rabbi Cyril. Uh, a week after they arrived in South Africa. And from that day until this, Anne and I, well, until last week, unfortunately, Anne and I have been very close friends. Sharice, uh, she was a person who gave up so much. And I would like to start by just explaining what I've just said. The fact that Rabbi Harris became our chief rabbi was no accident. It was very carefully planned. And when the people who were going to see him um, in England met with him, he answered them in the following way. He said, look, I can't make the decision by myself. I have to speak to A, my wife, Anne Harris, and B, my two sons, Michael and Jonathan. Anne, at that stage, Anne was a barrister, and she was a partner in a very very good law firm in London. So just think what she gave up to be with us. And the fact that Rabbi and Anne came to South Africa at the time that they did, which was just before the beginning of the new democracy. Marlene, were you president of the board at the time? No, not at the time. I was um, chair of the Gauteng Council at the time, and that's why I was part of the uh, group going to meet him. I became chairperson of the board a little later. later. And let me say that both Rabbi and Anne supported me enormously, especially uh, when I um, was nominated to be chairperson. And of course it was the first woman chairperson. So, Yes, and um, Theresa, if I could just say, I was the first woman to be chair of the board, but I wasn't the first woman who was ever capable of being chair of the board. I was voted in by the brilliant men around me. Gerald Lassner, Gerald, who was my communal hero, was an Anglo-American, and he had a woman who was his financial advisor. And he and Michael Katz and Mervyn Smith from Cape Town realized that we don't only belong in the kitchen. (laughs) So, yes, I was the first one, but not the first one who was capable. We have to take an ad break, um, and I'm just going to tell you about the following, and then we'll pick up our conversation. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Marlene Bethlehem, and we're talking about your relationship, Marlene, with Anne Harris. So you, you met her, you became friends. Yes, we became very close friends. And right from the beginning, Cherise, she involved herself in the Jewish community. She joined Ma'afrita Tikkun and was with them for all the years, even up until the time she was in Israel, when she went to live in Israel. Um, she still used to phone them and get involved, and she was just fantastic. 
And um, she was also, I'm not sure if, if our, our audience would know, she was also very involved with South Africans. Uh, Rabbi Harris worked uh, on the Get Bill. And the Get Bill meant that men could just walk away from a marriage. They could get remarried, but a woman couldn't. The woman was stuck. And Anne was on that committee as well. And can you imagine what a great support she was, um, having been um, a lawyer all her life. And um, we were the first country to actually get it. Um, Rabbi Harris worked with the judges, and um, only Canada and ourselves have that. And we really have so much to owe to Anne's experience, not only of what she did in the community, but she was a friend to everybody. Really, she was. Um, it, it was my privilege to be a friend. Marlene, when I think back on the couple... And I knew them much later. They were, in a way, a fairy couple. I remember um, Cyril Harris and his Scottish accent booming at communities. And they had very strong opinions. How was that seen within the community? Yes, um, Charisse, you've explained it absolutely perfectly. Um, And I think with regard to Rabbi, before I get on to Anne, with regard to Rabbi, he wanted everybody, everything to be done very correctly. And sometimes he had this very short temper, but immediately afterwards he would apologize. And I was chairing a meeting when I had that experience once when he insulted somebody and he came back and apologized immediately. And if I could say the following, he said, not only was it unrabbinic, but it was ungentlemanly. And that's how he was. It, it was gone a minute later. And Anne was very outspoken. But Cherise only outspoken for the reasons that she believed were the right reasons. Um, Cherise, you and I were at a, a conference once where she did speak out. Um, and within minutes, again, she explained how it was the right thing and that she would have had it, said it again and again. Um, but it was always, always for the right reasons, Cherise. But they were also loved. I mean, I didn't want to imply that they were not loved by the community. Oh, no, they were enormously <laughs> loved. Enormously and loved. And respected. And respected. And th- those moments were very few and far between. But um, it is what it is. Uh, it was what it was, and it was accepted uh, because it was done with such good intention. And, of course, Marlene, we have to acknowledge that it was very difficult times in South Africa. They came just, just as apartheid was falling. Yes, and um, as I began to talk to you today, it was done for very good reasons. It wasn't just by mistake. It was done intentionally. And I have an expression um, which I've used for many years, Cherise. Rabbi, late Rabbi Cyril Harris, brought the new South African Jewish community, sometimes kicking and screaming, into the new South Africa. And I firmly believe, because I was so close to it and so involved in it, that it wouldn't have happened so carefully and beautifully the way it did without Rabbi Harris's influence. Tell me a little bit about Anne. She she was English. Um, She was highly educated, as you say. Um, She went on to, when she left South Africa, she moved to Israel. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. um, She was English. She was from Manchester. And I'll tell you a lovely little story, if I may. Um, My family's from Manchester as well. Um, And Anne supported Manchester City Football Club. And my family, for over 100 years, have supported Manchester 
city. She supported United, and we talked every single week. And you can imagine our conversation a couple of weeks ago when, unfortunately, she, Manchester lost 7-0, but never mind. Um, I've often wondered, and we had many conversations, and Anne was very forward-looking, Cherise. I went to her flat for dinner one evening um, after COVID, and she had planned a second bedroom in her flat for a carer because she realized at one stage she may need such a person. But then it got to the point where she felt that she needed to be somewhere with 24-hour-a-day care. And I discussed with her at long length why she wouldn't go back to England or why she didn't want to go back to England. And I've since discovered that her whole life, she wanted to make Aliyah. Hmm. And before I knew that, I had another thought. And I thought that the reason she wanted to be there uh, so much is that she wanted to be buried next to the late chief rabbi. Oh. And, Therese, I was at late rabbi's unveiling. And it's in the most beautiful spot, high up on the hill in Jerusalem. And as much as I miss her now, I'm happy that she's next to him. Yeah, that's very beautiful. Um, Marlene, so uh, Robertson Harris was a guest on my show a couple of times. Yes, I'm sure. And she spoke passionately about the African Jewish Congress, which she was a member of. And we're not going to go into the details of that. But just to say that she contributed to communal life in her own right. In her own right and in many ways, besides Ma'afrika Tikkun, she was, in fact, the vast president of the African Jewish Congress and she went to places like Kenya and Malawi and Mozambique and all over and people so admired her and they were so grateful to her and uh, the other evening there was a show uh, where they all spoke about her and everybody had the same thoughts that she committed herself totally to that in fact she committed herself totally to everything that she did yeah Really incredible. She was. That was the beauty of it. Do you have one story that you would like to relate that kind of encapsulates your friendship with Molly, uh, with Anne? Oh, thank you, Cherise. What I will have to tell you is that I've recently published my memoirs, and my dear, dear Anne Harris wrote the foreword. And Cherise, she was so generous to me in the forward. And the other thing is I got a call from someone in Durban who said to me, oh, how come Anne wrote the forward to your book? She was so famous. And I said, she was my friend. That's so beautiful. Marlene, on that incredibly beautiful note, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I know how hard and difficult it must be for you and how emotional it is. It is. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity, Cherise. May I say one quick thing? Sure. I'm going to be at the Jewish Book Festival on Tuesday evening, and my interview is going to be dedicated to the memory of Anne. Oh, that's very beautiful. Well, Marlene, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. Thank you very much for having me. That was Marlene Bethlehem, a very close friend of Anne Harris, paying tribute.